God uses. God uses to your glory. Um, we thank you right now, Lord, that it's none of us and all of you. And um, you just have your way. And, you know, Coach, Holy Spirit, we just yield to you right now. Because we don't want to say anything that God does not want us to say. Um, and so we just praise you right now in advance for the lives that are going to be changed and the souls that are going to be saved as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, y'all. Y'all saw the title of today's teaching. Um, and it is simply Be Healed. And um, just to kind of just share a little bit before we start into it, because I'm just going to tell you right now, this is going to be another series. <laughs> it's going to be another series, just like the last one we just did. Um, but we have been teaching the harvesters since last year. Um, so we've been on this for a minute at the harvest. Um, but we felt led to begin to share what we've been sharing with the harvesters and then some, some stuff they you know may not have even heard yet. Um, but we felt like we wanted to begin to reach a bigger group of people to share with you what it is that we believe God is saying in his word, what he is saying in his word. Because we have a lot of people um, who don't understand the authority God has given us. They don't understand who they are in Christ. And I admit for years, I was one of those people. I was just going to church, you know. Um, I was going to church. I was listening to the pastor preach. Um, but then I would get up and really not even understand what I had in my hands. I didn't really understand who I was, you know, um, who God had created me to be. And as a result of that, I stayed incarcerated uh, to as a result of my ignorance. So ignorance incarcerated me, if you will, um, because I just didn't understand. I didn't know. I didn't have a clue. Um, and, you know, that's taking nothing away from the preachers and pastors that I have been under. It's just that I did not, um, you know, understand what God's word was saying to me as an individual, <laughs> as a person and as his to his children, to his his body. OK. Um, and so I got sick years ago. And so before I share all of that, uh, Pastor D is going to share his testimony. But I got sick years ago and that began to open my eyes to a lot. But in the past, I'm going to say past three years, maybe four years, God has begun to reveal more and more uh, through, we call it the coach, the Holy Spirit. And he's been teaching us and revealing things to us. And as we get revelation, we share it with everybody else. And so that's kind of where we are today. So um, I'm going to let Pastor D share. So, um, so very quickly, um, uh, a month ago, I was dealing with an issue I was having with my neck and my shoulder. And, you know, as we've been teaching, you know, our words are powerful. What you think and what you speak uh, will come to pass uh, based on your faith and what you believe. So, you know, I, I began to pray and, and I said, you know, neck and shoulder be healed in the name of Jesus and all those great things. Uh, but nothing was happening. And after about two or three weeks of doing this, I began to realize that uh, my mind or my thought process wasn't focused on the healing. It was focused on the pain because the pain had gotten to a place where it was beginning to be unbearable. So I was more focused on the pain, which caused me to doubt what I was professing, which was the manifestation of a healing. So I say this to say, we have got to get our focus on the manifestation 
and not the situation. Um, as soon as I began to take my focus off the pain that I was experiencing and I began to focus more on what I was professing. So every time I felt pain, I would profess God's word. And as soon as I started doing that, I noticed that my doubt in what I was believing to take place began to grow or get smaller and my faith began to get bigger. So as my faith grew, the manifestation of what I was praying for started taking place a lot quicker. Uh, what we got to understand is what we think in our mind eventually comes out of our mouth. When it comes out of our mouth, we give birth to that thought that we had in our mind. So once you give birth to the thought, that's when your body responds. And it says, okay, I've got to do X, Y, Z so that what he is speaking because of what he is thinking can take place or manifest and come to life. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to go, you know, to, to take it even further, um, whenever I got sick in 2010, um, I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. I thought I knew. Um, you know, that's 16 years ago. I thought I knew. Um, what I needed to do in order for my healing to manifest, uh, you know, but I, I didn't. And I, it took five years for my healing to manifest. Right. And, and I, and I, and I look back at God now and look at back, but look back at that situation. And I know, I, I believe I know now it's because I just didn't, I didn't know what I had in my hands. Right. I didn't, so it took five years for it to manifest. But mm -hmm. um, I, I wrote a book called um, Heal Me, O Lord. And some of you probably um, maybe even purchased it and saw it. And God gave me a revelation as I looked at that book one day, as I began to understand his word and begin to understand, you know, what our, uh, you know, the authority we, he's been, he's given us. And the title of the book was Heal Me, O Lord. And it's from Jeremiah. It's from the Old Testament. And one day as I was sitting reading, the, looking at the title, God said, why do you have it titled, Heal Me, O Lord? Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I thought that's what you gave me. He said, no, <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't give you that title. He said, you're asking me to do something I've already done. My, my, my. Wow. <laughs> he said, the title <laughs> of your book implies I haven't healed you. Yes. Wow. He said, the title of your book, you know, and this was like five years, well, almost five years into the, to the disease. Um, he said, your, your title is implying that I haven't done my job. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and we understand from the teachings that we have been giving you guys, God is not a liar. Mm -hmm. So if God promises you something in his word and it hasn't manifested, it's not uh, a fault on God's side. Right. It's, it's, it's not that God hasn't done something because when he tells you he's going to do something and the promise is sitting right there in his word in your face, you've got to be honest with yourself and say, okay, well, if God is not a liar and he's not a respecter of persons, mm -hmm. meaning he's done it for other people in the Bible, then why is it not manifesting in my life? So you have to turn that mirror around and you have to say, 
oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me, you know? And we don't want to talk about that. We That's don't right. want to take the responsibility. Amen. We don't want to say the reason that I'm not is because I've not done mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do. We want to just put it on God. Amen. We're very quick to say, well, it's just not God's timing. Mm. Well, the, the, the key thing we say is, it's not God's will. It's not God's will. My, my, my. <laughs> but, mm. but, but listen, we're going we gonna, to we gonna straighten that out right now because I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. I hear people say, well, it's not God's will. Amen. Well, God's will is in his word. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know what God's will is, all you got to do is look in here in the Bible. Amen. And it'll share with you what his will is for your life. So, you know what? Let's look at and see what God's will is for our lives. Um, so, you know, we go, of course, to Isaiah. We go, of course, to John. Uh, let's see, that's 3 John 1, 2. I've heard people say this because 3 John 1, 2 says, above all things, I wish that you prosper, being good health, even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people say, yeah, but that was John saying that, you know, that, that was, mm -hmm. okay, well, listen, let's go to um, Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah and see what God says in there. Let's go to Isaiah 52. We're going to start at 52. And then we're going to come back to the New Testament for a second here. But let's go to Isaiah, y'all. Y'all got your Bibles? If you if you attend the harvest, you'll know that we we, we do more, uh, you know, renewing the mind. We do more of the teaching. So you can take what it is that we say and apply it to your life and use it and see change. That is the purpose. That is what you're supposed to, you know, that's what's supposed to happen. So let's look at um, Isaiah. We're going to go to Isaiah 52. Now, this is prophetic. Isaiah is speaking. Um, let's start at verse 13, 52, 13. All right. We might be here for a second. All right, so Isaiah says, See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he was startled. Oh, and he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence for they will see what they had not been told. They will understand what they had not heard about. So before I go any further, a lot of times people read this and they say, well, that, you know, that's not talking about Jesus because Isaiah is talking, um, you know, uh, present tense. But when you think of prophecy, Isaiah, when, when God was revealing this to him, this is what I picture because of, of how God sometimes deals with me. It was like God took Isaiah there and Isaiah was seeing it in present tense. He was there looking at what happened, um, you know, to God or to Jesus. And so that's why it looks like it's going back and forth from present tense, um, you know, to, to, um, uh, to, to future tense. All right. So when you get to 53, chapter 53, y'all stay with us. Um, who has believed our message to whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence, like a tender green shoot like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Talking about Jesus again. You know, we have them pictures where you got Jesus is just handsome. He just, you know, <laughs> but it says there was nothing majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet, it was our weaknesses. Yes. I'm going to say that again. Yet it was our weaknesses 
he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be what? Healed. Mm -hmm. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him what? The sins of us all. Okay? He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led by a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. I'm going to stop right there. All right. So, you know, we, we, we look at that movie, The Passion, where they, you know, they beat Jesus and they whipped him. And, 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 we, and we see he was disfigured. And the scriptures say right here that his appearance, uh, the way he was disfigured, he'd even look like a man. Okay, we always just look at the beating. Mm -hmm. We always just look at the fact that he was beaten and we say that's what caused Jesus to be disfigured. That's what caused Jesus to not look human. Right. Okay? With with his with with all the different things that was upon him. But listen, guys, I just read to you everything that was put on him. I just read to you everything that was placed on him. Every disease Every sin, every sorrow, not just of one person, but of the entire world. Everyone. So think about that. He's sitting there, and man, I'm a visual person, but I'm sitting here, I'm visualizing this. That Jesus, as he was preparing for the cross, as they were whipping him, and even as he was on the cross, diseases like a magnet mm. would come to him. Mm. Cancer. Wow like a magnet, would stick to him. Mm. You know, disfigurement, you know, would come to him and stick to him. It was like everything that we deal with, our sorrows would come like a magnet and stick to him. So just picture, mm. just picture him on this cross and every disease that you can call out of your mouth right now, every disease that you can think of, every disease that you may be tolerating right now, came to him like a magnet and stuck to him. Mm. I mean, every t man, can you can you imagine <laughs> that? Every disease, every single thing. I mean, it says all of our troubles. Everything. Mm. He carried it. It came upon him. And whenever he died and his blood shed, it covered it. Mm. Wow, wow. So that's why we can say by his stripes, we, we are healed. Yes. By his stripes, we are healed. Not will be. Mm. It doesn't say by his stripes, we will eventually be. That's right. It says by his stripes, we are. are. That's present mm. tense. We are healed. So, Whenever I read that, you know, and, and, and I'm going to just show you what I ended up doing so you'll know. Instead of the book being called um, Heal Me, O Lord, God said change it. And you might not be able to see because it it's backwards. But it says, be healed. Be healed. <laughs> <laughs> be healed. 
No, no more asking me, God, heal me, because that's already done. Mm -hmm. No, be it. Walk in it. Receive it. It's already yours. I've already paid for it. Mm -hmm. I've already taken it upon myself on the cross and died for it, and my blood covered it. Mm. So instead of you asking me for the healing, just receive it. Man, do you, do, are y'all hearing us? Can we can we get some hearts? Can y'all? We just want to make sure y'all are hearing what we're saying because God has already died and paid the price mm -hmm. for your healing. That's just like, <clears throat> I'm going to do it this way. That's just like you owe a light bill, mm -hmm. okay? You owe a light bill and somebody pays that light bill for you, mm -hmm. okay? You go down to the light bill place and you pull out your money and you get ready to pay that bill and they say, oh no, it's already paid for. Put, put your money back in your pocket because it's already taken care of. All you got to do is receive it. That's right. All you got to do is receive it and go home and enjoy your lights. Come on. Go home and enjoy your electricity. Come on. Because somebody already paid it. Somebody already paid the price for you. Yeah. So that is, that is what he is saying to us today. Look, it, it's no different than, like for me, the facts say... I am a diabetic. Mm. So my doctors have diagnosed me as being a diabetic. Those are the facts. But the truth says I am already healed. Mm. I don't have diabetes. Mm. So it's up to me to determine what I'm going to believe and have faith in. The facts or the truth. Now if I believe in the, just the facts, then I'm going to continue eating wrong and not exercising and doing all those things that got me in this place in the first place. But if I decide to believe in the truth, that means I'm going to correct my, my eating habits. I'm going to start exercising and I'm going to start believing what he said he has already done. And that was heal me of a disease called diabetes. Hmm. Well, you know what? We need to share with them how we know that to be true. Mm -hmm. Because when we did the Daniel fast. That's right. Uh, you know, we do the Daniel fast twice a year. So I know this to be true because when I'm on the Daniel fast and I'm eating the correct way and I'm getting my exercises, I literally don't have to take my medication because the healing or the manifestation of the truth begins to take place. <laughs> so, so really what we're saying is, mm. man, so really what we're saying is y'all get, y'all get this. Really what we're saying is one more time for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> really what we're saying is, is the truth of God's word mm -hmm. is already in you, but it's hidden under your decisions. Come on. Wow. Yes. Man. Amen. Man. Yes. Your the decisions truth, and your actions. The truth of God's word is already in you. Mm -hmm. If you're born again and you've already given your life to Christ, the truth is already in you. Because when you gave your life to Christ, who came inside of you? The Bible says the Holy Spirit came inside of you and connected himself to, to your, your spirit. spirit. 
Amen. So your spirit is the part of you that was reborn, okay? Mm -hmm. But the soul, that's why we say this every Sunday when we do our confessions, your soul is the part of you where your mind is, yes. your will is, and mm -hmm. your emotions. Mm -hmm. So if you don't renew your mind, then you're going to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Then you're also going to think the things you want to think. Mm -hmm. And because your soul, your, your mind is not renewed and you're got, your will is not renewed and your emotions definitely get in the way. Mm -hmm. So when you give your life to Christ, that's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why does he tell you that? Mm. Why does God say that? Why does he say, renew your mind? That is, that is a command. So if you're not renewing your mind, mm, if you're not renewing Come your on. mind, you're sinning. Because he Ooh. said, be not conformed to this world, mm -hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So yep. if you're not renewing your mind, if you're not getting in God's word and renewing your mind, that's sinning. Because he tells us, it's a command. Mm -hmm. Be not conformed. Don't do what the world does. Yes. Don't do what you see them doing. Be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. Be ye changed. How? By renewing your, your mind. mind. Mm. And what do you renew your mind with? The word of God. Mm -hmm. So when you renew your mind, this is what happens. The Holy Spirit is in there connected to your, your, um, your spirit, your reborn spirit. And your spirit, the Holy Spirit says something to your spirit. Tells your spirit something. Your spirit tells, speaks it to you. Well, listen, if your mind is not renewed, your mind will turn around and say, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way that's the way it works. The Holy Spirit is whispering to your spirit. And so everything God knows, check this out. Everything God knows, you know. Because his spirit is in there with your spirit. Mm -hmm. So everything God knows, man, y'all need to get this. Everything God knows, you know. Amen. Because it's inside of you. The answers to all of your problems, the answers to every situation you find yourself in, the answers to your healing, it's in you it's already. In your decision. And the Holy Spirit talks to your spirit. And your spirit will say to you, now listen, you know you don't need to eat that. Second piece of cake. You don't need that second piece of cake. You know, you need to go exercise today. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll help you. Well, if your mind is not renewed and your mind is not convinced, your mind will turn around, look at your spirit and say, mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so listen, your body won't move until your brain tells it. Mm -hmm. And li listen, oh my God, check look, this look, out. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, it's even more amazing when you know a thing but you still decide not to do it. Not to do it. But that's because your mind is not renewed. And when your mind is not renewed, see, listen, your body can't do nothing unless your brain tells it. Let's get that straight, okay? Mm -hmm. Your body can't do nothing unless your brain tells it. Well, what tells your brain? Mm, come on. See, we've gotten it mixed up over the years and we have, we have dumped our mind and our brain in the same bucket. Mm -hmm. They're two different things, guys. Two different things. <laughs> your mind is in your soul. Mm. And so whenever you renew that part of you, which is what God tells us, renew your mind, yes. there's a reason for it. It's because when you renew your mind, your mind talks to your brain and then your brain tells your body what to, what do. to do. So if your mind is not renewed, your brain is not going to tell your body what the spirit is saying. Come on. 
Come Lord on. have mercy. Come on. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So that's why it's key that you get in God's word daily. And listen, don't just do the drop flop method. You know, when you drop the Bible, it flops open and you read wherever it, wherever it opens. Be strategic in your reading. Yes. That's what we try to teach the harvesters. Be strategic in your reading. So if you know you're dealing with a certain area in your life that's not pleasing with God, let's just say you know you lie. Mm. <laughs> That got quiet, didn't it? Let's just say you know you lie. <laughs> or you fornicate or, or whatever it is that you know is not pleasing to God. Then find scripture mm -hmm. and find stories in the Bible that deal with yes. lying, that deal with fornicating, that deal with whatever your issue is so you can read God's word and see what his word has to say about it. Because at the end of the day, his word is the final word. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to know what God's will is for a certain subject, look it up in the word instead of walking around saying, I don't know what I'm waiting on God's will. or You know, it may not be God's will or whatever God's. No, you know what it is mm -hmm. if you read the word because he wrote it out plain as day. He wrote his will out as to what he wanted plain as day. So in regards to healing, he says to us. When you read Isaiah, that by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. And if you don't believe this is talking about Jesus, listen. If you don't believe this is talking about Jesus, tell God you. has already done it all. Hadn't he though? Hadn't he though? Now see, I lost my, I lost my page. <laughs> I'm sitting here and got excited about that. But I'm telling you, we've got to make sure that we are understanding who God says we are and what God says that we can have. Because he has given us dominion. He has given us authority and dominion. All right. Listen, I can't find the scriptures I'm looking for. Um, but again, we have got to, we have got to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. All right. So I hope y'all got that. Did y'all, did y'all get this today? Did y'all get what we're trying to tell you? Because you've got to begin to walk in, walk in who God says you are. You got to stand on God's word and you got to know his will for your life. All right, what, what time is it? Because I'm saying we could keep going and going and going. Um, so let me see. Let me see. One more thing. All right, 11.41. All right, so you are already healed. Oh, yeah, Matthew 8. That's where I want to go. Let's go to Matthew 8, y'all. Matthew 8. Matthew 8, verse 1. We're going to start there. Matthew 8, verse 1. All right. So he says, says, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing. Mm. Come on. That is the question we sometimes, God, are you willing? Mm -hmm. If you are willing. Jesus said he didn't say nothing his daddy didn't tell him to say. That's right. He was in, he was in, he was in, you know, in line with everything the father believed, everything the father said, Jesus was in line with it. Jesus said, I don't say nothing daddy don't tell me to say. Mm -hmm. I say whatever he says. So, if Jesus is saying it, then that lets us know what God's heart is. That's right. What God's heart is like. So he says, if 
you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Mm. Mm. What did Jesus do? Mm. This right here again lets us know how mm. our father thinks. Mm -hmm. Because he tells us plain as day. Again, I, I've had to say this scripture every Sunday for the past three Sundays. He said, y'all evil. Just <laughs> plain and simple. If y'all evil folk want to do good for y'all's children, mm. what makes you think I don't want to do good for y'all? Amen. That's right. If, 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 if evil is in y'all's heart, but y'all have enough sense to say, I want to bless my children. Mm -hmm. I want to do good by my children. I want to do right for my children. I want, you know, to bless my children, and, you know, beyond. Then why don't you think he wants to do it? Why would you think God would want you to be sick? Come on. My, my, my. Mm. Why do you think he would want you to be sick? Mm. Okay. That don't even make sense. Mm. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Would you wish sickness on your child? Mm. Would you want your child to be sick? No. No. So he says, after he said that to Jesus, if you are willing, Jesus reached out and touched him. Mm. He didn't knock him down. He didn't push him. You know, I ain't finna go into that, Lord Jesus. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we get into the theatrics in church, y'all. I'm just going to keep it real with Amen. you. Amen. But you got to go through and look at how Jesus did everything he did. And we're supposed to follow him and follow what he did. Mm -hmm. And it says he just reached out and touched he him. Touched him. Mm -hmm. He didn't push him down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> okay. He, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't push him down. <laughs> he didn't push him down or anything. He said he just touched him. Mm -hmm. He gently touched him. He reached out and touched him and he said, I am willing i am willing and what did he simply just say mm. be, be healed. healed my 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 that's all he said it's just that simple that's all he said be healed, be healed. man mm. <laughs> and the bible says and instantly Ooh. i love that word mm. instantly mm. right now right now mm. instantly the leprosy which there was no cure for. Ooh. Mm. Back then, there was no cure for Come it. Come on. They had to isolate themselves, you know, away from everybody when they had leprosy. That's right. But Jesus put his hands on this man and gently said, be healed. And a disease that had no cure. Mm. A disease that had no cure. Come on. Mm. Instantly left him. It's gone. Me Lord, see, man, Lord have mercy. Jesus, y'all, we got to get this. We got to understand because the Bible says Jesus told the disciples, and that is also applicable to us, that we will do what he did when he was here, but even greater. That we will do what he did when he was here on earth, but even greater. How can we say that, guys? Mm. How can we say that? Because Jesus is now in you. Jesus is now in us. And so when Jesus was here, that body that he was walking around here in, all right, come on, I got to tell somebody this, and then we got to close. I'm Because see, we can stay here all day on this. <laughs> that body that Jesus was in when he was here, the body's name was Jesus. It was Jesus. It was an earth suit, but God was in it. Come on. Mm. Come on. God was in that earth suit known as Jesus. Yes.
So when Jesus died, gave his life on the cross and God raised him from the dead and now you've received him inside of you in your, in your spirit, connected to your spirit, now you have God in you. Mm. God is in me. This vessel is just known as Valissa. God mm. is in this vessel sitting beside me, attached to his spirit, but this vessel is known as David. Mm -hmm. But God is in us. So God did what he did through that earth suit known as Jesus on the earth. So now he's in each one of us mm -hmm. wanting to do the same thing. Yes. Wanting to do the, <laughs> wanting to do the same thing and more. more. Mm -hmm. But what gets in the way? Our minds. Mm. Mm -hmm. That didn't look, look, Jesus' mind didn't get in the way. That's why God could use him to the fullest. Yes. So as soon as you get your mind renewed and you get your mind out of the way, then God can use you the same way and then some. Mm -hmm. Man, wow. Lord have mercy. Do y'all do y'all hear us today? <laughs> do y'all hear us today? I, I hope that y'all hear us today because I'm telling you, God's word is amazing. And we want to go deeper, you know, and share some more things with you. Of course, we're going to continue some of this in Bible app as well because we just feel led to stay on this healing. But we're going to continue to do this on, on Sunday mornings for a season until God says stop, until he tells us to move somewhere else. Because people need to hear this. People need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We, we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. And every day God is revealing more and more to us as to who we are in him. Okay. So we encourage you, share this on your wall. Share this with somebody that's maybe dealing with some type of physical situation. Share this with somebody that just doesn't have a clue because we want to make sure we get this word out and cover us, pray you know, for us because we want to make sure we hear God clearly and that we share with you what we know will bring about transformation um, in your life. God's word is amazing. It's amazing. And he has given you authority. In the book of Genesis, he has given you dominion. And we're going to talk about that some too, but he has given you dominion. Another mm -hmm. word for that in Hebrew is rada. So we at the harvest like to say, I rada. <laughs> okay. Because you are walking in dominion. You are walking in the authority. So there are things you're tolerating right now in your life that you don't have to. Come on. Because all you have to do is speak to it. Mm -hmm. mm. Jesus, Lord, have mercy and believe and what believe. you say yes. and understand your authority. Because see, the enemy is not afraid of your words. He's afraid of God's words because he knows God's word is truth. Mm -hmm. God's word is like kryptonite. What is that? Superman was, was, was bring Superman down. Kryptonite. Mm -hmm. kryptonite. God's word is like kryptonite to the enemy. He don't like, he, he, look, when you speak God's word in truth and you are a faith believing, you know, Christian, and you know what you're saying, you're a kingdom citizen, you understand your authority in the kingdom and you start sprouting out God's word. Oh, he can't take that. Mm -mm. <laughs> he can't take that because that's truth. Truth. The enemy wants you to rely on the facts. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And, and listen, y'all, listen, y'all, let me say this before, cause we won't make sure everybody's, you know, understanding what we're saying. It might be a fact that, yes, you do have high blood pressure or that you have diabetes. We, we understand that. But the manifestation of your healing 
You got to begin to believe God for the manifestation of your healing. We're not saying, you know, stop taking your medication. Please don't say, think, tell, you know, tell somebody what we're telling you to do. No, you continue to do that until you see the manifestation, the manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. But you got to check yourself and ask yourself, what is it that you're not doing? So if the doctor has said, you know, we, we looking at your blood work and we're looking at your blood pressure, your blood pressure is elevated, but you still eating salt, you still overweight. You won't walk or exercise. Mm-hmm. You won't change your eating habits. You won't do anything to help yourself. You mm-hmm. can't say God is his will. I don't be healed. You can't say that. Nope. No, mm-hmm. because you're not doing your part. That's right. God is not a man that he should lie. So he's going to do his part. He's already done his part. And his part says you are healed. So your healing is right now lying up under your decisions. Come on. You take your decisions and change them and you will see the manifestation that's been there the whole time. You got to stop using God as a scapegoat Mm. because you don't want to change. Boy, boy. Come on. You better say that one more time before we hang up. (laughs) Stop using God as a scapegoat just because you don't want to change. change. That's Mm. some stuff right there. Mm. That's some stuff right there. Yes. Man, you you said a mouthful. We don't want to change. We don't like change. Mm-hmm. If our flesh is not feeling good, mm-mm, we don't want to change. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, right. we don't want to change. So you make some decisions. You decide. Mm-hmm. You decide where you want to be this time next year. You decide where you want to be, you know, this time next month in regards to your healing. But again, check yourself and ask yourself, what yes. do I need to do? What is my part? What am I not doing? He gave you the authority. Mm. He put it in our hands. He put it in our hands. It's in our hands. That's right. When he created us in his image and he was talking to Adam and Eve, he said, I give you mm-hmm. dominion. Yep. I give I give it to you. I give, it to you. <laughs> I give it to you. And then look, and then he told us how to use. He said, choose life. Man. <laughs> he even man. told us how to use. He said, hey, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then Ooh. Adam going to stand there in front of the tree of life and the tree of mm. death. And what does he choose? Oh, my goodness. Death. Mm. Death. <laughs> so which one you gonna choose choose life choose Come life on. choose life make a change man listen listen if you um don't have a relationship with jesus christ if you don't know who he is if you're just tuning in for the first time um you know and you just have no idea what we're talking about then by all means we invite you to receive him as your lord We invite you to receive him as your Lord so that he can begin to um, change you. Because I'm telling you, I I know without a doubt, it's God in me that has changed me over the years and uh, renewing my mind. And so if you want to have a relationship, we're not offering, you know, uh, you know, religion and we're offering you a relationship, you know. Um, when I say religion, I'm talking about, you know, just a negative type religion. We're not offering that. We're offering relationship. Okay. So when you enter into a relationship with him, he already knows everything there is to know about you, but you begin to learn everything you can about him. And then you begin to allow it to change you. Okay. You begin to allow it to transform your thinking. I can remember whenever, you know, I used to curse a lot. I mean, Cuss, you know, we say that way, cuss, you know, cuss a lot. And then I was in God's word one day and I saw what he said, cursing and blessing ought not to come out the same mouth. Yes. I, and I, I knew from that, God didn't like that. Mm-hmm. 
So what did I do? I began to feast on that scripture over and over again until one day I looked up and I wasn't cussing no more mm -hmm. because I knew that my father didn't like it. And every time I did it, it grieved him. And I don't want to grieve him, okay? Yes. So that's what I mean by getting into his word and letting it change you, letting it rearrange your mind, your thoughts, so that you can stop walking in prison because you are free. If you have him inside of you, you are free. But sometimes we keep our own selves incarcerated, okay? So listen, just repeat this short prayer after me if you don't know him, if you don't have a relationship with him. Father, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he came to this earth. He died on the cross, was buried, and rose on the third day. And I invite him into my heart. Lead me to a church, God, where I can hear the word taught so I can change. Because I know that I've got to renew my mind. And I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Listen, guys, if you just said the salvation prayer and you believe today was the day you gave your life to Christ, listen, send us a message on Facebook Messenger or go to the church's website, RICC12.org, and let us know so we can pray for you, send your Bible if necessary, whatever it is that you need to help you on your journey, okay? And so we thank you for tuning in. We ask you to share this on your wall, share it with somebody privately in Messenger, look at it again, go through it again, whatever. Um, but allow it to transform your thinking. And join us Wednesday night for Bible App. Much love to you. We'll see you next Sunday, if not Wednesday. Be blessed.